What is up, everyone? It is June 26, 2018. Welcome to this edition of Washington Football Crunch. I am Mike Chen, and I am joined alongside Dogman's Luke Monger and our WSU expert, Jackson Garner. Now, some people might think it is wild to do a weekly college football show in June, but damn it, the news cycle never takes a break in Washington football. So we're going to start by breaking down the newly named Eastern Washington football captains. They were announced this past Sunday. You've got Gage Gubrud headlining the class, the senior quarterback for Eastern Washington. Gage Gubrud going into his third year as starter, but he got arrested for public intoxication last November. He was suspended for that. They only won by six points in that game, so it definitely affected Eastern Washington. And if you look at his numbers over the past two seasons, I mean, he lost almost 2,000 passing yards year to year. Almost over 20 less touchdowns, matched interception total. I mean, he's going on a downward spiral. Like I said, public intoxication. Uh, are you guys willing to forgive Gage Grubrud for his uh, for his behavior over the last year? Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I am. I mean, have you ever been out to Cheney, Washington? When was, you know, when are you was saying, the last time? Are you saying yeah. it's not that great? I'm I'm asking you like. In terms of things, personally. in terms of things to do out in Cheney, Washington, I would imagine getting drunk is pretty high on a list of things to, of things to do out in Cheney, Washington. So the fact that when he was, you know, out having a good time as football players do, you know, got caught. And wasn't it? Oh, was that the thing where he was like, "I'm Gabe Guber"? Like you can't. Yeah, like, he made I'm a big the deal about it. Yeah, he made a big deal about it. Okay, to, like, I mean, yeah, that was getting arrested. That was that was cringeworthy. But you know, I mean, hey, you know. It was it's in like, good taste. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm not holding it against him. It's like there, out of all the feasible things that can happen to football players, like that is not one. It sure it doesn't look great, doesn't look good even, but you know it's not end of the world. We're all against Gage Gubrod now. Like I, th- <laughs> this is this. We were talking about uh, second chances last week. I think this is worthy of, of a second chance here. There's definitely yeah. a lot worse things going on in college football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke, uh, are you are you bothered? Well, we'll give you the numbers part of it. I mean, you know, losing almost two thousand passing yards year to year, over twenty less touchdown throws. You combine that with the public intoxication. Are you uh, are you kind of shaky on whether or not? Kubra should be a captain this year for Eastern Washington. I mean, no, because he's going to be a senior, right? Uh, yeah, a senior quarterback. I mean, I think it's just kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> you'd like to, you'd like to believe that your senior quarterback, sh- like, is that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, if if nothing more than that, you just want your senior quarterback to be a leader. So I think they're they're expecting and hoping that comes out of him. And uh, yeah, you know, I don't have I don't have a huge problem like. It, it, it sucks. His production did go down, but they did play in four less games. Or he personally played in four less games. I'm not That's sure. That's a good point. Was he suspended or... He was. He was suspended and he played less games. <laughs> yeah, so he played sure. less games. Well, they played less games because they didn't go very deep into the postseason. They didn't he make played, it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my, <laughs> well, yeah, even more. And then he obviously was suspended. Uh, his production was down. I mean, his yards per attempt went down by 1.2 yards per attempt, and he completed over 6%. And just he also six percent less. He also did, passes. did not have the luxury of having Cooper Cup to throw to, or Kendrick Bourne or Shaq which, Hill. Yeah, which is huge. So and, and also, uh, he also had like the best quarterback year in football history. Uh, back in yeah, exactly. I mean, are you mad at Jake Browning from going from forty three <laughs> touchdown passes to like twenty one the year after? Like it happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I, I by the way, I agree with you guys. Uh, I think it'd be a statement to not name a captain. I think that kind of yeah. send a bad ripple throughout the locker room because I'm sure the players have moved on from this public arrest. But hey, let's get on to the, some of the other captains. Uh, Sam McPherson, the backup mm-hmm. running back. This is cool because he isn't the starter. I mean, he wasn't all the honorable mention last year. But Antoine Custer Jr. is starting running back for Eastern Washington. That's a given. But just because Antoine Custer Jr. is, is the starter doesn't mean Sam McPherson is not a leader on this team. He's going to play, and we're going to have him on the show in August. Uh, that might be the first time you guys hear that. But, uh, yeah, he'll be a guest. Let's he'll go. be talking Eastern football. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I think... I mean, he, you know, he is like the Darren Sproles of of that team, you know. You like, think so? I you think know, he's just a good maybe like a, a, back, a, man. Well, yeah, no, I'm saying like, but in terms of like the the third down option, no, he, no, he's not a like third the down. Role. He's the Alvin Kamara man. He's a uh, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, there. yeah, yeah. I would I I would classify those guys relatively under the, under the same under the same group where it's like you know he's the third down back. You have Mark Ingram who's taken first and second down, and then. I mean that's that's kind of how it was with Alvin Kamara. It's I not mean, like he was a high volume no, guy. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't think Alvin Kamara is the right comparison because Sam would take his own drives. You know, there would be times where he mm-hmm. was on fire and they would just ride him. And if you look at the carry splits, it's about fifty five forty five, maybe closer to sixty forty uh, between yeah. two running backs. So I mean, no, I think I think Alvin Kamara is I mean, ta- like talent. Like I don't think we should be going as far as like saying Sam McPherson on a on a talent scale is is Alvin Kamara, but like you know. In terms of like the role, the role. he's the, yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it's similar. Yeah, I regret making that comparison now because <laughs> uh, Mark Ingram gets like seventy percent of the carries and Sam gets his share. But mm-hmm. hey, let's look at some of the other uh, captains named this year: uh, Kettner Cup linebacker, uh, younger sibling, cousin, or something of Cooper Cup. I don't know. I think I think <laughs> it might be sibling. But at Cubs, he came out of Davis. Um, Mitch Fetting Fetig Fatigue Senior Safety. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's kind of a skinny dude, but he he uh, he you know he's a he's an old league type of safety. And Spencer Blackburn, offensive lineman. The only one uh, from this captain group not from Washington is Gage Gubud, and he's from McMinnville, so that's kind of Washington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that uh being named the captain is low key just as meaningful as a first team old league award. Would you guys think it's more mm. prestigious or about what? I think well, it's kind of like you. It depends on what you value, and I think, I mean, as a player, like, your perception in the locker room should be more valued than what the league thinks of you, and, like, writers and coaches think of you. Um, Well, I mean, coaches, and by coaches, I mean coaches who are not your coaches, because I, you know, usually coaches are pretty involved in in who's choosing who's uh, the captain. I've I've heard some, some teams kind of do player voting, some do a mixture of both, um, but I mean, in terms of, of a player's mindset, having having the 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 idea that you know the, the team is behind you and and you're one of the guys for that team, I think that says a little bit more than if the league says you know he's a stud on that team. Yeah, if you're the type of person being named the captain, that means your personality says what you just said. You know, you care mm-hmm. more about mm-hmm. your teammates. Say, um, Luke, let's talk uh, UW captains. Uh, we don't know what yeah. they're going to be yet. Oh, do we know? We don't. I well, see. Well, okay. So this is this is interesting. It's very. I mean, it's just so Coach Peterson and so UW that it's the most unbelievable thing of all times. I actually was able to find the quote about it. Uh, he ta- he said this before the start of the year last year. Uh, he was ramp like talking about leadership, blah blah blah, and then he said, "That's why we don't have captains." 
you see who walks out there for the coin toss. That's not captains. That's like, go ahead and call heads. Leadership is what you've done in the locker room behind the scenes where things are hard. Uh, not when your mom's taking pictures of you and going, oh, look how cool Johnny is out there. So, mm-hmm. Damn it. you know, so you dub like you'll see every week they'll have a different set of guys out there. I mean, like some of the classics like Keyshawn Bieria, Darrell Daniels used to go out all the time, uh, but it, it changes week to week. I think they use it more of a way to kind of just give a guy a pat on the back for having a good week in practice more than they actually have like, you know, like this guy's our captain, so he's going to go out and do the coin toss. That's a little cheese ball. I mean, I, I love the rah-rah stuff from Chris Peterson, but that's a, well, it's, that's the, a little the, unnecessary. The thing, about Co- the, the thing about the Coach Peterson rah-rah is like the sad version of it. You know, yeah, like, it's, none it's, of it matters. We're all team. Yeah. It's like it's not like come on like we're all team woo. It's like oh no we're all team none of that matters. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's that's almost diminutive. Uh, well, and, okay. Oh yeah, go Jackson. I, and I mean just for I think Mike Leach is kind of on the same wavelength in terms of captain captain selection because as we know it was Jamal Morrow who was the solo guy who went out there and that was partly just a joke because he went on the Price is Right and did pretty well and from there okay. from then on from then on out he was just going out there to call heads or tails so like it was it was honestly like a joke but <laughs> i mean obviously jamal morrow was a guy like a a guy you, you look to in that locker room as, as one of the captains but i mean you know luke falk wasn't named a captain although he certainly was a team captain for that team um so like it doesn't really get named i feel like those kind of captains for for teams who kind of operate in that manner captains are are earned through just your your presence in the locker room you know you don't you don't get named officially as a captain you just kind of become a captain it's really intense mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. mysterious who the captains are all right um so because we can we'll name five UW captains right now oh yeah uh, go ahead luke any five you That's got any five one. guys you want you're the coach Ooh. okay you're a coach monger yeah right now. so it's kind of cool i never thought of that before coach monger you so you'd have to go with a guy like ben burke Curvin. i feel like that's a no-brainer you know he, he's the leading tackler from your team last year now a senior linebacker kind of a like as underdog of a story of a uw linebacker you can find a lightly recruited guy out of northern california small school comes to uw plays as a true freshman is now a starting linebacker uh, so he's definitely one that I would name Jake Browning. Oh my gosh, I don't know why it even took me a second to come to that conclusion. <laughs> I think I say Jake Browning first. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we've got we've got Ben Burkirvin, we've got Jake Browning. I'm curious to hear what you guys would think about a guy like uh, m- like Miles Gaskin. What do you yeah, think no, about that? Absolutely. So I the, think so. the silent kind of, but sometimes yeah. inspirational yeah. guy. If you got so, five, there you definitely got room for one of the more silent leaders. Yeah. Um, well then, but the silent leader kind of I was thinking about might have been a guy like Drew Sample. Drew Sample's been there five years. Yeah, not feeling uh, it. You know, not a well, that, yeah, not a, not a sexy pick as captain, but I, I do I do know I see where you're coming from. Yeah, who I mean, by I, the way is getting married this July. Yeah, hey, he's an old he's an old presence in the locker room. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. He's 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 a mature mature man uh, making big moves. I might life. be okay with that depending on who your next two are. Yeah. Well, no. So now we've got four. So I need a, I need a wrap. Wait, really? Up. We have Miles Gaskin, Browning, ben- Gaskin, Sample, and Ben Burkirvan. Oh, so frick. I'm going to go defense here to kind of balance out, balance out the force a little bit. Um, Tevis Bartlett is a name that comes to mind. Jojo McIntosh. Uh, Jojo McIntosh. There it is. Yeah. Jojo McIntosh. So no, tra- no, like Trey Adams. Yeah, no- I was going to say tra- no Taylor. Yeah. Rath. Well, no, that's the thing. There are so many like Caleb mm-hmm. McGarry. You could throw him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, They're just like we didn't even mention guys, Greg man. Gaines. Greg Gaines is another <laughs> yeah. great pick 
Jordan Miller entering his senior year. You know, rule of like, thumb to be captain at UW, you have to be married. Greg Gaines, Drew Greg Sample. Gaines. Drew Sample. <laughs> oh, Greg Gaines would be a good one. <laughs> Only grown men. <laughs> hey, like last year then? Would, actually, no, I'm not going to go there. Never mind, because there are some players that are still like that. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up at the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to name captains, so maybe that's mm-hmm. why they kind of cop out of it. Hey, but another leader, you know, not a captain, but a leader, is a Hunter Dale. Um, you got a tattoo. And uh, what's cool is that, you know, Hunter Dale, you didn't know Tyler Linsky for a long time, but Tyler Linsky looked... Um, enough, enough of an impact on his life that he wanted to get a, a memorial of him on his arm and mm-hmm. it's like you look at the tattoo itself and it doesn't take up the whole arm or anything it just kind of blends nicely with his sleeve yeah it's a number three i think there's like a, his nickname in there and that's it you know he, he's not like tattooing like him throwing a football and yeah well it, it's a well done like i mean it looks like he dropped some some serious coin on that tattoo like there, it's just you know, number three though right I well mean, it's it a was, number three but it's shaded really nice like you know yeah. that wasn't some 75 dollar tattoo that was probably upwards of 200 bucks i mean uh, oh which, yeah you know well, with a nice tip you know for, you yeah tip. for for a for a college student who's who's not getting paid anything to go out and drop that kind of coin on a on a tattoo that you know will be able i mean it's going to be with him for life so then again what's the 250 bucks for for something like that but you know i think i think that's cool i think finding finding ways for them to honor their teammate and such a, a lifelong thing that that will be for hunter dale um Honestly, something that's that's really cool, and I, I I was glad to see that he did that. Um, I'm never gonna get a tattoo. I, I the reason why I'm not gonna get a tattoo is that it re- it really covers up your physique. You know, you want to show you want to show yourself off, and uh, having that physique kind of kind of kind of cheapens your look. But that's why I'm not gonna get a tattoo. I don't I don't know. I, unless I, I you're the rock. Unless you're the rock. If you're just uh, so, if you're just a massive human being with a that's just tatted up like that, I feel like that adds to your physique. Wait, what if you got? Yeah, some, for sure. Okay, this is, by the way, we moved off from Hunter Dale talk. Like I, that, this is this mm-hmm. is not like the, this is just something that I just want to bring up right now. If you have good definition and you get a tattoo, your definition goes away. It, it really does. It covers up your your you know the 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 look that hmm. you're trying to. Okay, go for. well, yeah. So I, I guess. But like for a guy like that's the size of the rock, you're not marveling at his definition, you know? Yeah, it's just I, like, I, I, I think you that. are. I think you're well, marveling yeah, I mean, at his for definition. Sure. The rock is a bad example. Shoulders, because yeah. He was literally carved from stone. Yes. But yes. if you were to like a guy, I don't know, who's like just a just a big dude, like uh, gosh, I don't know. Name anybody. <laughs> it's a professional. <laughs> it's hard because none of them have tats that I'm thinking of right now. I'm like Trey Adams. Oh shoot, no. Uh, oh, are you Caleb, talking like okay, oh yeah, like on the UW football team? Like Miles yeah, Gaskin, I, I assume doesn't have anything. Uh, he might have. I don't, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell of. on a guy like him. Yeah, it, like I know, like Nigel Williams Goss when he was at UW had tats everywhere that was covered up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which was interesting. So a lot of people like hide him. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I feel like tattoos have almost like a like a polarizing effect. In the sense that, like, if you're really small and you have tattoos, you look even smaller. But if you're huge and you have <laughs> tattoos, you're even more intimidating. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like no, you got, have to have the right look. If I got a tattoo, like, if I got a tattoo right now, I would be it would be the stupidest looking thing of all time. <laughs> like, if I had a sleeve, I would just be oh, like, yeah, like just noodle. Dude, you would be like, be like um, who's See, that rapper? I... Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. You would oh, jeez. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I think like if you are like. I think that's that's very true when you say it's polarizing, like because when you think of like you know like the big like Polynesian guys who have like the the tribal like sleeve tattoos, like you cannot tell me that that is not very intimidating. It is oh, nasty. Yeah. Don't it is, yeah. yeah, don't it is like. Legit. And I think that completely adds to at least the perception. 
But I, you, I mean, can you really say that takes away from their size? No, no, no. I would all, say it man. adds. It would add. I'm talking the definition right now, though. I'm saying that you know, if if you're a guy and you got a rip physique and you get tattoos all over the place, you're gonna look terrible, man. Like you're, you're like mm. you're, you're not. It, it it fits the you know, the Polynesian culture, man. That's a, it's, it's a big part of it. But I would say ninety percent of people like I've never seen a tattoo where I thought, damn, that's a cool tattoo. I hardly, I I pretty much never do that. I I always kind of say, oh, the, that kind of. I, I can actually, yeah. I can kind of side with that. I do not. Really. Yeah, no, I and that's I feel like that's more our personal preference. Like, and, yeah. and and part of like us like reconciling how ridiculous tattoos would look on our physiques right, but like right, if we no. were if we were just massive strapping human beings like maybe tattoos would be more up our alley you know yeah it, that's it, just it, something that would that would look bad on us yeah i, I just I, I don't see myself ever getting one man but uh uh and again i'm really the hunter dale awesome tattoo great tribute mm-hmm. fits him well mm-hmm. but uh, Martin Stadium right now has a new policy in place. It's the clear bag policy. Now, why would why would they need this? Why did they input this rule? I think it's kind of just one of those things where it's like, you know, why? Like, if we can take safety precautions, let's let's do it. Like, it's not that big of a deal, you know. Bring, you know, you can find a clear bag if you want to bring something in the game. Is it or, just a or clear plastic Ziploc bag? Don't bring a bag. Um, well, I mean. I'm not. I'm not. Int- I'm not sure on all the details. Like what defined. Like if you can bring like a grocery bag, is like is that not okay? Like you know, that's not how, a plastic bag. How like transparent does the bag have to be? I don't know. But like, I think <laughs> when you're talking about just like precautionary measures, it's good to it's good to rather take them than not take them. And I, I guess that's just what they're what they're going for here. The fans are gonna have to eat the trail mix now out of a clear plastic bag, as opposed to before. You know, they ate trail mix out of their fanny packs. We completely skip. We completely skipped over WSU captains. If 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 we intended on doing, because I feel like WGU captains are more of a question mark than UW. Did you captains. drop that in the chat. Did I miss something here? No, you should. No, that's no, a, I, I didn't. Jackson, I, I should have. I should have. I casually bring I, it up. Sh- oh, now I feel like I've been called out. I feel like I, I, you, I, you have been called. And, and for all for all the WCU for all the WCU <laughs> listeners who are, which I feel like we, I feel like our our WCU listenership is, is probably not as heavily as our our UW listenership. I'd actually be curious to know those numbers. The, the breakdown on that. Yeah, I, I would love. I would love that too. Um, but you know, hey, let's do we have let's, an arbitron or something. Well, we do. Uh, <laughs> like, I can literally break down like provinces, like Tri Cities, Spokane, Seattle, and I will tell you right now, like our Spokane Tri Cities does not match to Seattle West Side, even Vancouver. Like Vancouver, mm-hmm. is it disproportionate well. though? Like to how much more population is over here? Uh, I'd be curious. I'm, Spokane's what three hundred thousand? Yeah, that's about, about right. right. Yeah. Seattle and the West Side's like four million. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take a, yeah. We'll get we'll get back to you with Spokane's those numbers. It's like 200 guys. Come on. Like yeah, it's uh, that sounds about right. That our numbers are about right. What should be. It's I way, know okay. You know how I know it's over 200,000 and and this is a very interesting way that I know this because I, I as a former Nordstrom employee, a Nordstrom will only set up a location which Spokane does have a Nordstrom in an area that has that is populated over two hundred thousand. Well, is that include so it the has valley? To be, does that include the valley or just the city? Because the Spokane Valley is more like four. Yeah, well, I don't. You see, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know that number. But okay. uh, well, well, I mean, that, that's a, that's a, that's a big deal, man. Because mm-hmm, there's a lot mm-hmm. of like these like isolated towns, but you combine enough of them, like in Oregon, you turn it to two hundred thousand. Well, yeah. I mean, shoot, do you, do you include Cheney in that too? I mean, that's 
No, ten, no, that's not Spokane Ten minutes Valley. down, ten minutes down. The I'm, street. I'm talking Coeur d'Alene. I'm talking uh, whatever else is close to Spokane, Central Valley. Oh, Ch- West Cheney's Valley. Cheney's way closer than East Valley than Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene to Spokane is closer than Cheney to uh, than Cheney to Spokane. No, it's no thirty way. miles. It's literally sure? thirty miles. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident. Yeah, Cheney's what like couldn't be more than ten. It's like thirty eight. Cheney to Spokane. Ooh. Cheney to Spokane. Some Google Maps no, is I'm, right I'm, now. Oh, it's sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen. Yeah. Ha. Huh, there we go. Ha. Huh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh yeah, you want to name your WSU captains. Mm-hmm. All right, Jackson. Who you got this year? Okay. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna start with some of the uh, the obvious ones. First, we're gonna go with Andre Dillard at the first first captain because he's really the only established offensive player who's like. Worth a, a damn, <laughs> you know. You, he, he, there's plenty of players who are worth a damn, and I would go. I would reckon to say everyone on the roster is worth a damn. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like notoriety, like you obviously have Andre Dillard, and you know the kind of guy that he is. Like that's that's a leader. That's who you want in a leader. Who guy who shows up and just quietly d- goes about his business. Then Jalen Thompson on the defensive side. I think that's he fair. yeah because I mean from what he did last year. To the how many question marks are on the defense, uh, you know, he's definitely a guy who who's established. And then I I think you could throw in Hunter Dale into that conversation because another guy who's been around the program forever. This is going to be his fifth year, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, just what he's given to the program and that you know he's been through he's been through the tough times. Like he was there when WSU was a failing program. Uh, you know, he's seen he's that. seen it through. Yeah, he was there at the tail end of it, and, and he's seen it through to, to where they are now. So I think having someone like that is good. And then I think Gardner Minshew is going to be a, is going to be worthy of a captain nod. Mm. Is that four that you just named there? Andre yeah, Hunter. Four. Are you saying that? No, we need five. Also assuming then that he will start. I am saying that assuming he will start. And, and I'm I would be willing to gamble money on this now that he will be the starting quarterback. Oh please, Ooh. yeah. No, uh, is it, I'll, I'll gamble with you. Is I that want, just a I hunch? Want, I want that is that is I a strong hunch. Yeah, I, I said this obviously back in June. I mean, uh, April or whatever it was. When you yeah, I mean, I no, March. and I, I think, what through watching spring and just not being blown away by anyone, I think that's what leads me to believe. You know, the they media know. was trying to be blown away. They were trying to make it sound like they were blown mm-hmm, away though. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they wanted, you know, you got to make storylines in spring. That's kind of what you got <laughs> to do. Content. But yeah, so obviously they're going to treat it like that. But from everything that I've, from everyone I've talked to uh, and everyone that I've heard opinions from, it sounds like they all, everyone believes that it's going to be Gardner Minshew. So I'm uh, throwing him in there. Jackson, we need a fifth captain right now. So now we need the fifth captain. This this is where I start to. Did you say Payne Pelour? Well, oh, and then it's got yeah. I'm I've completely forgotten about Payne Pelour. So yeah, there's my gosh. Well, I oh, wanted this, I wanted a more controversial. Fifth. I thought so. You see, I thought you were being controversial by not naming him a captain. I'm like, no, 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 no. I would n- I would never I would never do that because he's he is like the the elder statesman in yeah. the locker room and. and you know, old man Pelour. Do you think you he likes that moniker? I don't think, you know what? I, we have to make a uh, decision, guys, right now because we got a lot of months to talk about this upcoming season. And are we just going to keep on harping on this old man Pelour stuff? Or are I'm we down. just going to say he's one of the guys, he's one of the boys that's still, and he's not. He's so yeah. not one of the boys. He's so not one of the boys. <laughs> like, I mean, you think about like his entire graduating class is gone. 
Like, oh no, I know, I know the scenario. <laughs> like, I, I understand that. So that's why I'm saying, like, like are we, like, we just need to, like, we can't go halfway with this. Is it gonna be old man? Luke, and like I mean, most of the, like the line, like, when you like look at the linebacking core, like they're so young. Dude, like, they're like he, he is. They could be his younger brother. Like that's how yeah. young these guys are. No, I, I mean like. <laughs> He is certainly That's the ridiculous. old man, old man persona. Oh, he yeah. is, he is everything that. Uh, 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 Does he enjoy uh, Cooper, that? Do you think Cooper? I, I don't know if he enjoys it. I think he gets a kick out of it. Dude, guys, uh, this guy's so Cooper? old. He played with Max Brown in high school. UW, the UW running back. <laughs> oh, Deontay was, Cooper. Deontay Cooper. Yeah, Jeez. I mean, he exact. It has to be the exact same persona. Where it's yeah. just like, man, how long? How long do you plan on staying around here? <laughs> all right, all right, guys, we got we got to come up with like these like when people say. Uh, the last time this happened, gas was a dollar twenty nine. We have to come up with that kind of stuff now for pain floor. Like, oh, absolutely. The last yeah. time, and we'll, and we'll go back to his high school days at Skyline. So the last time pain floor wasn't playing Washington football, that includes college and high school. Blah, 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 like come up with some type of like uh, like oh, George Bush we need was to, president or something. Yeah, like we that. we need to have these prepared before the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, but, um, we'll, again, we'll get back to you. No, with yeah, those. That, that's a segment that we're going to come up with because yes, we are going to ride this old man pain floor stuff till the sun sets on his career. Hey, let's talk a little D2 football right now. Central Washington is set to play many home games in Yakima. You know, we made fun of Portland State. They're playing at Hillsborough Stadium. Doesn't even have an away stand. Has a metal fence around it. Well, CW is going to be playing at a high school stadium. It's, it's called Zapeful Z- Stadium. It's where, it's, where the, it's where Eisenhower is, if you guys uh, know the Yakima okay. Valley at all. It's, uh, it's, right in that, it's right in downtown Yakima. It's virtually one of three fields in the Yakima Valley. I can vouch it's the best field in Yakima. And I can also say that it's nicer than the old CW football stadium. So the one they've had for the last 60 years, this high school football stadium, Eisenhower, kind of proves my point that a lot of high school stadiums are better than Central Stadium. So this is an upgrade. Well, yeah. I mean, they were playing at Pop Keeney when that was available to them. And and, and, like that was kind of their their, alternative option. they, They played there three times over the last four seasons. This stadium that they're playing at is actually not going to be much worse than the new one that they're building right now. Like <laughs> that, that kind of shows you. Yeah. Uh, it's it's for example like when you play like district playoff games, uh, they play mm-hmm. like Seifel Stadium, the Yakima. Okay, Valley, so yeah. You, you know, you're hosting a team. Um, they are set for a 4 p.m. kickoff, so I think they'll get a decent crowd because if only because it's a first time event. You know, it's the first time that mm-hmm. they've had a game in Yakima. It's like the third time in like since 1901, and their first home game at the new stadium that's being built. It'll be ready in October. It will be against Texas A&M West. That's who their first home game will be against. Okay. Cool. Well, so what I find interesting about this is do you think that they're, they'll pull bigger crowds from just the 30-minute drive down to Yakima and, and assuming maybe alumni in Yakima come to games? Or do you think they would pull a bigger crowd with the hour-and-a-half drive to Pop Keeney and the West Side alumni showing up? Well, the thing is when they play at Pop Keeney, the people there are not people from Ellensburg. They're people from the west side. So I think they're going to get mm-hmm. a really bad... Uh, like I said, the first time, it'll be fine. Uh, the next two times or whatever it is, they might play like two home games there before the new stadium opens up. Because like there's 7,500 alumni in Yakima, which I believe. But the west side probably has tens of thousands of central alumni. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you talk about it only being 30 minutes from Ellensburg. Are you saying, well, people from Ellensburg, people from Ellensburg did not make the hour and a half or two hour drive. It's about a two hour drive because you got to go up north to Bothell. It's, it's not the people from Ellensburg that went to that game. It, the only people from Ellensburg that were at the game were the radio personnel, like the freaking <laughs> student association and the, and the mascot, you know, the, the, the moose or whatever. We have a wildcat. Like that's, that's <laughs> the people that came from Ellensburg. 
Did you really uh, just struggle to pull the mask <laughs> looked, out of your own school? Dude, it looks like a moose. I, I think it looks like a... I know a mask is a wildcat, but... <laughs> it just, looks like a moose. Jeez, <laughs> they, like... See the wildcat mascot. Let me see if I can drop it and see if this kind of looks like a moose to you guys. I'll, I, I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure I have, right like, right a now. Central Washington football t-shirt laying around somewhere from when I went to their camp, and, and I'm going to have to, like, from what I remember of it, I'm going to have to disagree with this, boom. but... It's right there for you guys. You guys can come up with oh, your own The way that he this. dropped it with a boom makes me feel like it's it's got to be right. Yeah. Like, it, it looks, it oh, looks my gosh. It kind of does okay. look like <laughs> so like So, like, the the school logo, like, the one, like... The, lo- the logo does looks not, like But, like, the, the, yeah. Ma- yeah, the mascot does kind of... It has a moose. With amazing... How can you look like a moose without having antlers? somehow made it possible. Like it's like these, like these, w- yeah, these whiskers, like way too much on the whiskers, way too much. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> let's let's tone it, so tone it some, back. The mascot designer like do less or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, the mascot looks like a moose. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he came from Ellensburg, but. And and in the press release, no, what, just, you know what it is? Is they took they literally took Butch and like threw wings on its snout. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, if you the, shave those off, it would literally be Butch. It's actually crazy. It's kind of like they glued them on, or they got a custom order. Yeah, yeah well, that, uh, that is pretty funny. <laughs> and so so yeah, Pop Kinney was hopping. I I I'll give I'll give Yakima the benefit of the doubt that you know people will show up because uh, Central heavily recruits Yakima. They usually don't actually bring anybody in, but there's so many of these like Yakima Valley football players that think they have a chance at Central. So I'm sure they'll be showing up. Like, you know, that's another couple hundred people right there. We're getting there. We're getting their full capacity right now. And in the press release, they said that uh, Yakima is 30 minutes from Ellensburg. It's 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 more like 40, but you know, just to make it sound like maybe 45. You don't know what you're doing. Or if you go to speed limit, yeah, about 45. I I go. I make it about 32. I can go from uh, Ellensburg. To I was gonna say. I think I, I I hit it in about 30. Yeah, I know. If you know what you're doing, but most people are idiots, so they they, they don't think about a little over 40 minutes. Uh, I asked Riley Hennessy, you know, you know, Riley, me and Riley, we're good buddies. Uh, Riley's always a humble guy. It's not like, you know, UW WCU where these guys are kind of blocked away from the public. I can talk to him in the library pretty much on a regular basis. And he told me that he hates playing at these high school stadiums. And, uh, and he doesn't want to do it because it makes it feel like a high school football game. So... <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. He doesn't like playing at Popkini and... Well, uh, and I mean, to be, to be fair... Does the central central stadium as it now gives off a heavy high school football vibe? Like, yeah, no, no, not know. at all. I wish it did give off a high school football vibe. The stadium, just like its configuration. The, oh, I the feel new like, one, right? The new one. Are you talking the old one? Yeah, yeah. the old one gave off a this sucks vibe. Well, <laughs> no, that's, okay. that's what he means. That's well, what he that's means. What, yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's like it's the a second. No. It's second rate. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. High school football, though, for the most part, is pretty cool. Like, I, I find their game oh, the no, atmosphere. I, is oh, cool. I, oh, yeah, for well, sure. Okay, but like, like cool high. Like for every, you know, for, for every yeah, right, camus, for every, for every yeah. camus atmosphere, there's you know, a million inner lakes where it's just like you know, yeah, ooh, right, right, you know, cheerleaders. Like you know, it's not everyone's shooting fireworks off. You're right. You're right. It's it, if you compare the environment of like Spartan Stadium and then compare to City, obviously it's going to be a step down. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I don't even know. I don't even know why we're comparing this. Riley says it feels like a high school football game. It feels like a high school football game. The new so the new CW football stadium is behind schedule officially now. What's new? They had like a bidding war on the contractors. <laughs> uh, so they want to do September first. It's going to be October now. And Isn't that like the number one like? Emphasis of competition when you're doing contracting bid is time. Yeah, you want to wait two more weeks. <laughs> well, no, so like, but isn't that what they're competing on? Because, like, my understanding of, of like building things 
is that when it comes down to it, it's going to cost about the same no matter who does it. So you're just trying to promise you can do it faster. So I feel like it's a pretty bad look for whoever's like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And, and like, you know, I wonder how much money you lose by yeah, not sure having the stadium ready. Yeah. You know, like, like obviously what, like what? <laughs> it's bad. Like, obviously, this is bad and it's behind schedule. But I mean, like what like what building operation is on schedule? Yeah, you know, like no, there's impossible. never it's buildings never, no. that are on schedule. No. So, you know, to be expected, I, I would say. Um, you know, came out with some new football numbers. I don't know if you guys heard about this. It came out a couple of days ago. And mm-hmm. oh, what the hell? We'll run through the list. Uh, it's it's pretty long, but you know, it's a pretty Mark- boring list. Like you to be like you know like. Oh, okay. You guys want to you guys want to go j- jump to what numbers you like? I, 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 there's nothing that I really like from it. It's like no one has no. like you got to earn your spot number. You know. Well, uh, I, I feel like there's a little different thing here. There are a couple numbers that I'm like hyped about. Shoot. Yes. Yeah. I'm and so UW has done like has done this thing in the past, or at least it feels like they have, where Shaq Thompson were number seven, and then. After he was done, Keyshawn Bieria switched his number from 25 to 7, and now mm-hmm. Taylor Rapp immediately changed his number to 7, following Keyshawn Bieria. Obviously, they don't play the same position, but it's the idea, you mm-hmm. know? And I heard that Azeem Victor was considering changing his number to 10 after Johnny Timu left. Uh, um, but that so one always... of the numbers I'm excited about then, with that in mind, is Ale Caho, the five-star mm-hmm. linebacker uh, from Nevada, from Reno. He's going to wear number 10. And then the other one that jumps out immediately is Marcus Spiker wearing eight, following the Dante Pettis kind of trend there. Yeah, that's exciting. Because Dante Pettis wore it, and now Marcus Spiker is kind of like him. And personality-wise, Marcus Spiker and Dante Pettis, I, I feel like there are some similarities there. The California chill thing. Yeah, they're like and like, but just super articulate and like talkative and all that stuff. And doesn't and, lie about his his forty time. No, which, which is, is obviously huge. which is which is great for on uh, in terms of likability for this show. <laughs> yeah, he, Jackson is a big fan of Marcus Spiker because he admits that he ran a four seven, right, <laughs> or something like that. But there, okay, there is one. I think like, it was worse. I think it was like a four like eight or something. I wouldn't be like surprised. That. I mean, yeah, which you no know, one's that fast out of yeah. Nike Nike Spark verified like tip your cap to that four, man. Seven, eight. Yeah. Four, was it a four seven eight? Well, I don't think it was a four eight. I would assume it's like No, I'm pretty sure it was a four eight on hey, his Marcus on his Spiker, huddle. Four eight no, this, three. Guys, this isn't yeah. that hard to find. It's oh he it's, ran a four oh nine Nike verified shuttle, which is an impressive number and yeah. it, it immediately believed because four eight three four if you're posting your four eight three, you're not gonna yeah. lie about your shuttle. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So that's um, that's a believable he's thing. He's a skinny guy, right? Is he still only hundred seventy five? That these li- oh, he's hundred ninety. One okay. gosh, I think he's listed at one. Is no, I think he's listed at lighter than that. Isn't he listed well, on at the official on the official UW football roster? Yeah, I think but he's, he's, he's fairly lengthy, isn't roster. he? Yeah, yeah, he's lengthy. Similar build to Dante, I'd say too, just a longer he's, version. He's of kind it. of like uh, the, the other receiver that's from Utah. Oh, uh, Ty Jones. Yeah, he. he I Ty, kinda Ty Jones. At least, I mean, I've never seen Marcus spiker in person but ty jones has like the the kind of the who's that like you know the, 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 the like, boss the boss look y- yeah when you like the when he walks kid. by you're like wow like that is a that is a college football player okay you know? okay yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so marky um, spiker oh yeah he's he's listed 180 pounds which i don't believe i think i feel like he's more than that i mean you look at his face he doesn't have like a skinny like solo face like 180 pounds is tiny man yeah for six three that's I mean, tiny dude. for a Actually, freshman. I mean, no, that sounds right. That sounds pretty. That yeah. sounds pretty right for like a freshman, like a high school kid. 
hundred coming oh, in. All right, maybe I'm spoiled by these. Well, I don't. I mean, pound seniors in high school. <laughs> I think you're just. I think you're just listening to too many kids that are saying they're twenty yeah. pounds heavier than they actually are. No, you yeah, might be right. Yeah, hundred eighty is pretty big for any any fresh. Does anyone uh, else like? I feel bad about this because I'm I'm really excited about Trello as a player, but I just I really just can't get down with receivers having numbers in the 80s in college. And it's such is a really like, stupid. Is, isn't he like the five seven hundred seventy four pound guy? Yeah. Isn't he like, okay, like yeah. eighty one is just such not. That's his a number. that's a bulky number for such a tiny guy. He's like a Tavon yeah, Austin dude. He's, see, he's I am I am a huge fan of the freshmen getting the eighties, <laughs> the the, like the, like putting a receiver in like sixty four. Like <laughs> you, I mean, make them gosh. make them earn their like make Terrell them earn Bynum their wearing twenty eight just makes me like shiver every time I see it. Yeah, Jeez. like well, well, okay, there has to be like there hasn't been a number two on the roster in what feels like since Cason Williams. Why? That's one thing I just don't understand. That's a good question. I didn't Someone even take number that. two. That's a great number. That a Dude, that is number, like yeah. that's the second best number behind one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Almost literally in order, except for obviously linemen get to have all the fun numbers. Dude, like, um, it's like does it, UW have a one? Yeah, yeah. Byron Murphy uh, got Byron it, and Murphy. it was a big oh, deal. Oh, like yeah, they yeah. they celebrated that. Like there were like that was that was hyped up. Like there's a reason why Byron Murphy got it. Yeah. So, so when I was at Inglemore, there was a rule that no one got to wear number one, which was just the worst rule of that all is, time. That's, that's that a was, oh, it was so lame. It was so lame. It was, and it was like, for it, also a struggling club. It was just like, man, you can't even let someone just enjoy <laughs> wearing number one. Like you really have to take that from us too. But yeah, you know, you know, a couple I feel like there's gotta be direct correlation between your performance and wearing number one. Yes. So see what I would also I what I don't appreciate is like don't you love the guys that like that get like or that get the like a wide receiver wearing number sixty four and then keep it like do you know man I what I came from I came 64? from the bot yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm like obviously no wide receivers wearing sixty four but I'm just saying like having that obscure number like yeah. you know well, I mean you can make, in like, the twenties Quentin you know? Pounds has worn twenty one his whole career yeah and yeah I'm but sure that's boss. That. That's boss, man. Yeah, that's I what like I'm saying. That's what I, that's what that's what I did. I got I was I was 47 my sophomore year, just given that number, and I was like, no, I'm I'm keeping the the weird. 47 kind is of, kind of a sick tight end number, though. You're no, a tight no. end, right? Yeah, yeah. Both the white Who guys always look good in 30s. Wasn't that? Wasn't uh, yeah, that's true. Dallas Clark 47. Dallas Clark was 44. Chris oh, Cooley was 47. Chris Cooley is a beast. Yeah. 44 Peyton Hillis the Browns running back were 44 that was the ultimate white running back yeah, look yeah. just 44 oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big mauler yeah yeah like, um Ryan Null Oregon State were 34 like I just think these like mm-hmm. fake white guys where did Ryan Null end up in a, in a draft uh did he do oh interesting is he gone did he yeah get, he's undrafted because no, he, he was gonna yeah. he was no gonna way. grad transfer <laughs> was he then, yes and then he ended up is, is, he, is he is he still? Because he was a great running back. He was really good. Well, he's yeah, going he into a senior really year good. right now. Uh, what was that? He's going into a senior year right now. Well, yeah, but he got dra- like he, he he declared for the draft and then was oh. undrafted and then he got picked up by the Bears. Oh, okay, okay. He, that's kind of funny. I would have stuck around. I like, loved Ryan Nall. Gosh, yeah, man. he was a great running back. He was just fun. Well, the only reason why I brought him up is that Jackson, you wearing forty seven isn't like that like crazy. I mean, that's. <laughs> No, it's not crazy, I, I would, but like for someone who was like a like a captain and got to like yeah, choose, it was first and, was yeah. first choice, second team behind, uh, and that's that's some of the thing that I'll never I'll oh, never Cole Ford, Cole Ford which yeah. was just criminal, just criminal. <laughs> I had better numbers. I had better numbers. I was you know like just no love for a team that only won one football game. So you know we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that, but 
you you guys know where I stand on that. No, well deserved, man. Um, it's uh, also a couple numbers that I like is uh, Dominic Canton in twenty one. That lengthy yeah. physique, that powerful physique in number yeah. twenty one DB. I think that's I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, there are actually a couple more. There's one uh, Richard Newton with the same idea of continuing numbers <sighs> in a certain family. Levon Coleman was twenty two. I think Ooh. they're going to ask a lot of the same things of Richard Newton. He's built a little thinner, but. Like being a guy who can not only run the ball but can pass block and catch passes and run block and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Julius Irvin wearing twenty nine. Not sure where his like fate is in terms of he's going to play corner or safety, but I feel like a lot of Seattle people will freak out if they have like another twenty nine roaming around mm-hmm. in the secondary <laughs> at like safety. They'll be like, oh, that's a good, that's a good Seattle safety number. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like him. I don't know it's why. Can't, can't, I can't yeah. lay a finger on it, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah. So those another number, another number I'm liking right now is uh, Devin Copeland, 83. I think that'll look nice, man. Yeah. I oh, I was gonna mention fresh. that. He, why, why I love that, and this is really stupid, but if you go to UW's roster, it's sorted uh, numerically, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, dang it! Ah, man, I forgot. David Ajamu's not here anymore. If David Ajamu is still oh, yeah, here, right. 83 through 88 would belong to tight ends. Yeah, and it still was, does, but there's not 85, so it's not consecutive. What was always my favorite is uh, my brother's good friend and my, my friend Derek Hunter. He got 94, which is yeah. just, I mean, like as like a tight end, it's like okay, you know, you yeah. can do it. Interesting, you, can, you, can yeah, you could do it. You could do any number. I mean, it's college. You could pl- you could play wide receiver in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> just like a okay, well, they could they could have probably thrown him an 80, but they gave him the 94. So all yeah. right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. Mm-hmm. So those are some pretty cool numbers. I'm sure they were very well thought out by the organization. Uh, what's what's going to sell? Uh, what, what's the jersey number going to be this year for the, the generic uh, stuff they put in the it's team? It's probably store? still going to be one and seven. And it's the year, right? They they because they, they, they usually it's it's either number one or the year it is. So they would do a number eighteen. That'd be interesting. One. That's what they do. They're, now. they're selling they Isaiah they Gilchrist jerseys out there. They, no, they don't. They don't sell like they don't sell player <laughs> specific kidding. jerseys. No, it's just it was a joke because that's like when I think of eighteen, and I guess Austin Osborne. But yeah, no, I feel like they're going to stick with one and seven. They haven't updated in a while, which is kind of annoying. Guys. Like they, they've had four years to change it to three without it looking suspicious. Now I think everyone like you know. It's, it's if you're yeah. trying to pretend that you're not trying to sell jerseys off of likeness, and then you wait until Jake's senior year and start. Dude, they don't. Free, they, I, I, like I literally really don't think they let them do it anymore. I don't think they let likeness anymore happen. Yeah, like, I know. So, like, are they stuck in their numbers right now? Because they, I feel like people would raise well, some questions. Well, a lot of a lot, that's what I said. A lot of teams they just sell number one or the year it is. So they'll sell like you know what I mean. They'll sell like an, a 17 last year and 18 this year. But I'm looking at the website right now, and all they have is your name, double zeros, and. Yeah, there's like a John Ross jersey as well. Yeah. I'm really disappointed like, that WCU the, has yet to oh, announce the their freshman yeah. numbers. Is that is that crazy? Is that something that's weird? They have Ross I'm, in the well, back? I guess he's now a pro, but it's just I guess it's a little surprising. It's on yeah, it's on Fanatics. Uh it's and it's 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 a husky authentic, so it's Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. It's only and, uh, fifty eight bucks if you want to get it. Fifty eight bucks, oh interesting. Uh but uh Jackson, you said they haven't released freshman numbers for Washington State. Well, just, I'm just looking around. I don't, I don't see it. Still, they still have their like spring roster up. They don't have the new ones, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah, because you there's Coach Leach is always in for, you know, some guys wearing some just goofy numbers. Oh yeah, for sure. I wonder if like I wonder if coaches get a kick out of it. 
<laughs> this obsession with like the numbers. I want to see like Cam and Cooper come in with like fifty. <laughs> just see, they gave him they gave him two, which was like yeah, you know, that's his high school swag. number, which yeah, which which is cool. And, and like the, everyone that was like early enrollees got like pretty real. Like Borgie got twenty one. Like oh, that's cool. if I, okay. If, if I could do unless that was the defensive line, specifically like an outside linebacker or a defensive end. I would stay so clear of the 50s. I feel like th- that might be the single worst range of numbers, 50 to 59. Uh, 57 is pretty yeah. cool. I like 57. What do you think I about think a linebacker? What do you think about the linebacker in the 50s? Yeah, the Huskies have two. Well, one of them's an outside linebacker, which I can get down with. But MJ Tafisi wearing number 50, it just is kind of boring to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's you know? kind of a like, bulky It number. feels too NFL-y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what yeah, about... what trying. about? Is is Roderick Fisher an eighty-eight? I feel like eighty-eight's a cool wide receiver number, but like, well, he's a big oh, guy. So th- can... It's a cool wide receiver number, but eighty-eight belongs to your tight end if you have one. But Wazoo doesn't have tight ends, yeah, so it makes that's a difference. True. But eighty-eight, like, you just need your six-five, two hundred sixty-five pound <laughs> tight end. Yeah, who's lining up with his hand in the ground? You know? Yeah. Guys, points don't give you upgrades and ability. Uh, UW took a shot at Oregon this past weekend, right? With Jimmy Lake, can you explain what the hell happened with that? Like, there's like a Jimmy Lake is about- Jimmy Lake is kind of like I love Jimmy Lake, but he he's had some like not sub tweety tweets, but he's had some some tweets that are like this is what we're about and this is what other people are about. You know, yeah. it's kind Go of funny. <laughs> he had this one. He had this one that was so funny. But he, he tweeted basically like if you want to get, uh, he said if you want to get developed. Instead of recruited, like come to UW, blah blah blah. If you'd prefer the like, if you'd prefer the former versus the latter, then you should go to one of our rival schools. Yeah, I That's saw. I remember said. that tweet. Yeah, wrong yeah. With that. Is it kind of petty a little bit? Like that he's. I don't know. Like what was the what was the whole thing? What happened with Oregon? Like, can, can you run me through this? So yeah, so Jimmy Lake quote retweeted West Coast College Football at West Coast or CFB tweeted which Pac-12 schools are most selective about who they offer, right? And then it tweeted in order from lowest to highest number of offers for the 2019 class. Uh, Stanford leads the way, 67 offers only. UW is in second with 80 offers issued to 2019 prospects. And then Oregon comes in 12th at 266. Yeah, okay. And yeah, then yeah, he yeah. quoted with like a, that and then he said, shoulder thing. Yeah, no, so what it was is it was... Uh, it was like an it was a raised eyebrow and it said, oh, hmm, dot, 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 oh. interesting, dot, 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 purple rain. Uh, but, yeah okay uh, is that it like is that this whole thing started i mean that's not I, well this so, is like a big deal apparently like you oregon's taking it really personally I, i'm oregon sure they are i mean i think i think jimmy lake kind of likes to stir the pot a little bit um he's a very like he's an intense dude so i think he just like you know like i, I don't really know how to describe it uh, i'll just remember i'll never way. remember <laughs> my freshman year interviewing him we were talking about Royce Freeman and he was like Royce Freeman is hands down the best running back in the country (laughs) and I like kind of believed it at the time that was good Royce Freeman like early career Royce Freeman Mm -hmm. but it's just like this dude is an intense guy like he is very very serious like he'll make some bold claims so I think I think he's always like I think he's always down to kind of like spur things up and have a little heat. Like I think he likes to apply heat to a lot of things. You know what I mean? Not in a bad way. I mean, but not I think in, I not think, in a bad way, certain that we will never mention again on this show. Yeah. Because I'm I think he's promoting the it. brand too. He also is promoting the brand because UW, like they'll come in late. You know what I'm saying? And like, mm-hmm. I think it's a way to, I think it's a way to, 
and especially the way that UW's like this recruiting class is kind of like some Husky fans on the Dogman message boards are starting to hit the panic button right now. You know, really? Yeah, really. Like the, Oh yeah, well, it's, it's only number thirty in the nation. Out. Like, and like, isn't it number? Well, two yeah. In the so, I mean, what just happened is like, uh, UW was after Micah Pittman, and then he's going to like, I don't know if he ended up committing or not. I kind of forgot about him, but they decide like something came out that UW and Micah Pittman kind of parted ways. Uh, There's not any mutual interest anymore. Uh, and then people are saying that Joe Nada, who's one of the top-rated players in the country, is leaning towards Clemson now, not UW, even though his brother, Ariel, goes to UW. And then Zach Charbonnet, the running back they really, really want, who's, like, freaking, he's their guy. Like, they want him yeah. super bad, just committed to Michigan. So people are, like, freaking out right now. I just think that's so ridiculous. Like, ha- has Chris Peterson not proved enough that they are in perfectly good hands? Like, it, as best hands as they could be in, like, yeah. with recruiting? Like, I that's just blows my mind that there's still room for speculation that enough is not being done i know it's just ridiculous well, and there'll be things gonna like out there'll be things like people will be like oh my gosh there hasn't been a commitment in like six weeks i'm freaking out and then they'll take <laughs> then all of a sudden alfonso tupatola and uh uh or tupatala my bad and then miki ayu uh yeah commit to dub and they're like hmm like that seems like kind of a rash decision for the huskies to make or to take these commitments from these players ranked 1200th and 800th in the country. It's like, do you really think Coach Peterson cares? Yeah, like, no. Absolutely not. Like, you guys need to, like... Like, he's not robots. He's just in an assembly Look, line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, until the Hus- like until the Huskies haven't gone to back-to-back New Year's Six Bulls, you know? Like... Let's slow our roll here exactly. a little bit. Yeah. And okay, then I shouldn't say that because there will be a year that they win nine games or something like that down yeah. the road because of like injuries or just whatever. And like it's going to happen. But like when they start losing, then we can freak out. But right now, like let's just calm down. Let's not forget that Taylor Rapp was a lowly three star recruit and is going <laughs> to go in the first round next year. You know? Yeah. Like, well, it and it's just like how many times has Coach Peterson said he does not give a rat's ass about any 24 7 sports rankings or ESPN rank? Like, I, I just, you know. Yeah. People no, are mean, just so ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> I, I know. You know. And it's so funny. I've like, it's gotten to the point this year at every like press conference he does after sign gaze and stuff like that people will ask him about it just to piss him off. And then, then he'll give everyone the response they want. Like it's, there are a couple things like actually one of my favorite things like about Chris Peterson press conferences is there are unwritten rules and it is so funny. Like it happens all like there are things mm-hmm. that just happen. It, unwritten rules is the wrong way to say it, but like everyone will ask one week, like everyone's going to ask about night games. Like someone's yeah, going to ask cool. about night games. That's just a requirement. <laughs> um, like, uh, Someone's going to ask about the like either recruiting rankings or the, the 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 polls, the college football polls, and where the Huskies are slotted, stuff like that. And then uh, Softy's always going to ask one question that Coach Peterson will just like just destroy. It is so funny. <laughs> it is literally my favorite. Like I look forward to it every week. He's like real, like really Softy. Like you're better than that, buddy. And it's just like, geez, like, it's uh, every single time. And this it makes year, me die. Can you just can you just 
take a video recording of that just like this and here we have softies quite <laughs> just have just for uh, you don't need to post it anywhere i, yeah. I just just for us <laughs> and they, they i mean they just love it and coach peterson dies like he thinks it's the funniest thing of all time i think it's like i think it's his like stress outlet like he hates <laughs> these press conferences so much that he just waits until softy asks a question and he just unleashes everything <laughs> it's so that's so funny funny you know oh it is somewhat gosh. appropriate he's still gonna give him a hard time over it no, that's so funny. You know what? Okay, okay. so I, I think I think we have to we have to get into this at least a little bit, and, and that's like I've just been thinking about this: the difference between the twenty four seven outlets who are covering both WCU and UW. Because just today we found out that Mike Leach has blocked everyone from Coug Fan, which is obviously WSU's twenty four seven sports, and just like the relationship that the individual outlets have with the school is so polarizingly different. Like, you know, you have like all this stuff with like kook fan criticizing, you know, some of the like Malachi Flynn and that whole thing, which is obviously no one agreed with that and was super out of touch. Mm -hmm. And and now Mike Leach is taking the stance. I, and and my perception that dog man has always had a really great relationship with UW and it's very mutually beneficial for all parties. Like, yeah, it's just kind of crazy how like it's gotten to this point where like it almost seems like you or WSU looks at Coog fan like it's the enemy. Has and, and has there UW- been a single thing that's ha- like is that consistent or is that just a Mike Leach thing? And then to, like disp- depending on your your response to that, I would then ask: Is it Mike Leach being Mike Leach, or or do they deserve this this well, sort of boycotting? So I, I think that's a that's an excellent question. The P- I don't know if you guys ever read that piece about Malachi Flynn where oh, yeah, they did. were essentially shaming him for for yeah. leaving. Yeah, yeah, the review. Yeah, and that's all you needed to read. It was it yeah. was not. It was pretty out of touch. Pretty universal um, pan. <laughs> so I would say that if you had a problem because of that piece, you you have uh, you know a more a bigger basis. But they just the same author of that piece, Greg Witters. Then after Mike Leach's whole tirade uh, on Twitter wrote a wrote a piece about leach you know criticizing him for his belief in first amendment rights and you know not necessarily yeah. adhering to those all the time and it, it was pretty pretty harsh criticism of, of coach leach and you know you just i mean you don't you, you don't not that coach peterson has warranted any criticism because he's he's made all the right decisions it's just like you know it's just a it's a different feel to both of them and, and like yeah you know, both award-winning, you know, sites, like, they both For sure. do do really well jobs. It's just such a different feel, and I think it's so strange how it, essentially the same news outlet on both, for both schools get treated so differently. Well, you know what For to sure. do. You know what to do if, uh, if you disagree with somebody's opinion, you kick them off the message board, block them. Well, and, and that's what Mike Leach did, but... I just think it's funny. I just, no, I just think it's funny that, like, you know, He's all like, like this entire time, like Mike Leach has been sidestepping all these like, well, you did this wrong. You did this wrong. Just to say, well, I think we need to have an open discussion. Well, and then he goes and blocks people. If you ask for an open yeah. discussion, you're not going to get the discussion. I was going to say, I, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. It, <laughs> no, I mean, me, obviously. It comes down to it. Like, and this is what, like, is just, just the type of people I think. And I'm not saying one person's a good person, one person's a bad person. But like when it comes to the difference, I think it's, it's more telling of the difference between Coach Peterson and Coach Leach. Like I think, yeah, I think Dogman could write write a super inflammatory, 
article about or inflammatory defa- like defa- yeah. what, what's the word defamatory defamatory yeah. is that a word no that it is, is it comes from yeah. defame, defamation defamation right? like yeah. just some like slander <laughs> article about coach mm-hmm. peterson and i don't think he would like block them just for like I don't know. Just for the like, it just, I just feel like in his eyes it would be a bad look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, just like the 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 critic or the the attention that would be brought as to whether he blocked it or said nothing at all. Obviously, if he blocked, you know, everyone at Dogman, there would be way more attention around the article than if he didn't. Which is like, you know, I don't know what Leach is trying to accomplish by mm-hmm. blocking the like this news outlet that covers. WSU athletics. Did he like closest. blocked a photographer and yeah. some intern? Some people mm-hmm. that weren't even that high up on the. Uh, I mean, and message. also like, well, he he blocked Zach Anders, which is a friend of mine, and he had like, uh, don't get me wrong, Zach has tweeted at him like, you know, like why, like why are you saying that? Like, you know, you sound ridiculous, and and mm-hmm. to you know, in Zach's defense, he did sound completely ridiculous. So like, he was like tweeting at him, but what what's even funnier is. Uh, Brian Stoltz, the new guy that they just hired, who has yet to write a single word for a uh, Kook fan. Right. He just got blocked as well. So, like, I'm, I'm starting to think, and, and, like, Greg Witters is not on Twitter, who, or I think he just he just runs the, the Kook fan Twitter oh, account. Uh, he doesn't have his own personal account. I mean, he would have been blocked. I'm, I'm interested to see if he actually blocked, like, the Kook fan Twitter, too. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. I haven't seen that yet. Um... Yeah, I mean, kind of like just restating what you already said. I think the the, the thing that's like biggest or jumps out to me the most is like Mike Leach will talk about like wanting to have like an open conversation about these things, and then going out and blocking people's like literally doing the exact opposite of what you're saying. Yeah. Well, and did you did you read like the Mike the Matt Calkins like interview with, like the Q and A that he did with him? No. So so Matt Calkins did a Q and A, and for the most part, to be honest, not a huge fan of Matt Calkins. I think he has some kind of like pretty like off base like articles but that's not even what i'm really talking about i think when in this q a he was he was asking him like what he thought about that's uh who was it wolken that 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 wrote usa the, today writer right the usa yeah. today writer yeah he wrote a, a commentary piece on him and he said that he'd be like selling big gulps in a few years and, and then oh. later later went on to like criticize that like his his like initial tweet just turned into a bunch of name calling, and then Matt Calkins like called him out, essentially saying, "Well, aren't you essentially name calling by saying Wolken will be selling big gulps in a couple years?" And he he had nothing to say to that. So like, you know, Mike Leach constantly gets caught in his own hypocrisy and just has nothing to show for it. Just kind of does his like grumble and you know doesn't say anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's interesting. It's weird weird for sure hey uh we want to give a shout out to UW uh, for hosting the 7v7 tournament yes and here's some of the teams that competed in this tournament there were 32 teams there were 32 teams total and include the likes of Skyline Eastside Catholic Bellevue Archbishop Murphy Graham Kapowson Mount Sai Air Raid Academy you know some really prestigious programs and UW hosted its camp this past Saturday I don't know, Luke, were you there? I, I feel like you... I, feel like you I was not, so it was okay. my dad's birthday. <laughs> oh, I remember It was my dad's that. birthday yeah. on yeah. Sunday. Happy birthday, Mitch. So we celebrated... We <laughs> sounded like it was an Friday. exceptional time. <laughs> it was, yeah. Th- this actually... The the Crunch community should should hear this, because we still haven't found the culprit. But we're... It was pl- a DJ, like, right? 
Well, so it wasn't like a, it was someone just playing on like you know Sonos, like the speaker system. Mm-hmm. Someone's just playing music on the Sonos. People are like logging in, switching it up. This is my friends, like or my well, my friends' parents and my parents' friends, like. They're, they're, this is the same group of people, but they had like a party at their house for my dad and it was his 49th birthday. And, uh, yeah. So like we were over there hanging out. It was just me and two of my friends and then like all these parents, right? All these 40 somethings. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 50s. 40 fifties. And, uh, like they're just blasting. Like we sing happy birthday. And then my mom comes on the Sonos with, Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits at like mm. an inappropriate volume, especially for that song, which is a great <laughs> song by all means. But it's like it's not necessarily a song that I feel like you blast. <laughs> but then we're cruising between like Dire Straits, Rolling Stones, The Doors, all this stuff, right? And then like probably like an hour into this, like the, the tone is very well established. Post Malone <laughs> comes on, and then like it was literally Party like style. I've never seen a mood get ruined more quickly. Everyone's like, <laughs> like, oh, it's getting pretty late right now. I'm not. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. and nobody tried to reverse the trend. Like, well, no. So then, good. then like 30 seconds into the song, someone hopped on and changed it, and then it was fine again for like another 20, 30 minutes. But it was that's just interesting. Like, just the DJ awareness is just like so low yeah. right there. Like, how do you even do that? How do you how do you make that kind of mistake? At, at you know, <laughs> yeah. rule rule number one of DJ: you got to know your audience. You got to know yeah. your audience. And I wonder if the person audience. that queued that up was expecting a great reaction. See what similar similar story to that is like every like mom's mom's weekend and dad's weekend. Like you hear just like all throughout Pullman. Like you'll go. The entire year, just hearing like Migos, Lil Yachty, like all the all the classic, and then Rainbow two guys. weekends, yeah, two weekends that it just gets this 180 degree change up to just like Rolling Stones, Beatles, Billy Joel, you know, and just like <laughs> all for the parents, and the, but there's always just the one guy who like who's at a party with a ton of parents and just like goes completely rogue and throws on something wildly inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, like, come on, man. Like my, my mother is here. Like, are we, yeah. are we really doing this right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's um, wild. I have yeah. no familiarity with parents. We can at WSU. We don't have anything close to that central Washington, but is that, is that kind of image of, I'm a I'm a forty something year old mom, but hey, I'm with some frat guys right now. I'm going wild. Is that is that actually a thing or is it okay, more? Of I've a, heard, okay, I've heard. Okay, hold on. Before now. Jackson answers this, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard some horror stories about Mom's Weekend. So at is it, is I it, have. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you see on no, Twitter. I don't like, think. That's what you see I don't. Yeah. Videos. No. I mean. Okay. So this is this is basically how it goes down. It is, you know, obviously you got however many guys in your fraternity they're all everyone's moms comes up and, and there's usually one kid who has like the the 37 year old mom that's like right, still looking right, pretty still, still looking pretty okay. good yeah. and, and everyone just makes a ton of jokes about like what they're gonna do or something like that yeah. never nothing jokes. ever yeah yeah jokes you know way way inappropriate and uh nothing ever comes to fruition but of course the kid whose mother whose mother it is, is just getting grilled the entire, and ju- you know, th- those kids are just like, oh, like, God damn it, it's mom's weekend again, like, yeah. shit, <laughs> like, here we, here we go again, like, I'm forced, like, my mother is 61, like, she, like, th- that, this is no issue of mine, like, I, I don't have to, d- my mom's in bed by, like, 10 p.m., so, like, <laughs> it's the mothers who stay out after midnight, yeah, those, get, those they, are the they, ones they that, that, uh, 
that you got to watch out that you got to watch out for. And I've never I've never heard of anything actually happening. Just jokes. But, you know, still, it's like that's got to suck to be that guy who's just at the 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 end of all these. Yeah. The West Side. Oh yeah, that they've just been. Yeah. wants to blow it up. To like, like, huge, true <laughs> yeah. controversy. Yeah, no. Mom's it, weekend or debauchery weekend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's pretty funny. It and it's pretty funny just to have like that perception of because like I've 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 been I've had three mo- three mothers' weekends and three uh, dads' weekends, and you know nothing has lived up to the rumors that I heard going into them. But, you know, obviously, I don't want them to live up to the rumors that, <laughs> yeah. that I heard. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I think it's funny that it still had like the rumors still go around and stuff like that. It's yeah, that, that's funny. what happened last Saturday for Luke. The, the, the party part, not, not the whatever, mm-hmm. whatever we just were just talking about with the, mm-hmm. the, the, the weekend stuff. Uh, but, you know, based off my last point, uh, I brought up schools that are high flying, you know, Dylan Morris and Grand Capowson, KML Mount Sai, Air Raid Academy, Joe Green Skyline. I mean, these are great football schools. And Hawkinson won a freaking shebang, man. They won the whole shebang. Where are they out of? Uh, Vancouver. Vancouver. They're a two-way school in Vancouver. One state last year with Cat Ken. They Racanale. beat Graham Kapowson? Yeah, they beat, they beat... They beat uh, state title favorite, or in that conversation at least? Yeah, no, the, the damn right. The favorite and top five That's quarterback crazy. in the country. So uh, yeah. congrats I mean, who's to sli- who's who's slinging the rock for them? Like, uh, not a Racinelli, not not one of those guys because they Sawyer plays receiver right now. They apparently have according to Ryland, they have two D one receivers. So uh, it's a young guy. Oh. I know that for sure. It's a young quarterback. It was it, well, it's hey, good for them. But I'll be honest, man. Like I was looking at the brackets and like all the schools I listed were like on the left side of the bracket, and on the right side it was like Grandview and Kentridge. So it wasn't like it was. I don't know how they organized it, but I really think that maybe. Hawks, Maybe seven on seven is the is the platform for like the smaller schools because I you know one thing like if it were eleven on eleven do you th- I don't think Hawkinson would they might come have even I, close I, I, I'm not, I'm, really, not, I'm not being homer I actually because Hawkinson is a very legitimate football school like it is it is like if they play in the division with in Vancouver with uh, with Camus and Union and Skyview they would do more than just fine I think they might actually take over that conference but you know Hawkinson is a team on everyone's radar no matter what level you are and you don't just well, be, I don't remember don't I don't remember Dylan talking Morris about back. them yeah. in the 2A were no, they we did. were they did, did we well we didn't really huh. how, how much do we talk about the state tournament I mean we talked about we talked week like we we brushed over I mean, dude, it that was 6 months ago I mean you know we yeah, talked I mean, about what, 20 yeah. minutes like you know, yeah. remember a 20 minute conversation about the state yeah. tournament true uh, true true but they, I mean you you beat Dylan Morris guys we can all agree that you're you're, you're legit you you beat Graham Capaz and Dylan Morris team that's going to be top 5 in 4A and you're just cow town. That's yeah. not even like. I think it's cool. I think that's all. I think like Good. more, <laughs> more seven on seven or more one A two A smaller name schools should be trying to get in on the the seven on seven game because that's that's how you can go beat a skyline or something like that yeah. or one of the Graham Capowson. Air Raid Academy, man. These were legitimate programs. I mean, it was at UW. You know, these these guys are not Seattle kids. They're Farm boys, Vancouver you know? kids. Yeah, not Vancouver either. I'd say they're more farm. <laughs> I guess Hawkinson's kind of kind of rural, but uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a large speculation. Have you ever, have you ever been to Hawkinson? No, never. I don't even know. If the, is okay. that the name of a town? Is that the name of just a school? I, that your guess is as good as mine. Hawkinson, but I, I think before Washington. we start calling them cowboys, we should uh, we should actually so uh, has, visit there before. It has less than five thousand people, and it's not located near water. So there you go. Hmm? It's cow town. Hmm? 
<laughs> no, actually, guys, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's pretty rural. Like, I'm and all jokes yeah. aside, it's yeah. it's it's not it's not freaking Tacoma, uh, Sumner, and whatever whatever Grand Capacity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, question for you guys: When okay, so will the quality of sports programs affect where you move? Now, here's my take on this: It's not even like I need to go to a place that has a good sports program. It's about avoiding the bad ones. Like, say you go to the Tri Cities. Okay, so settling down you got to find a place to live i'm gonna move to richland over pasco based off That's the fair. sports programs because I, I, i'm talking football baseball basketball pasco is is i don't get richland pasco the living is not that much different but I, I i i it will affect me to the point where i will go yeah no i think i'll live in richland over pasco but i don't in know in terms I, of cost of living you don't think it's that much different? i don't think it's that much different pasco is nice pasco is a growing area it's a, it, it's it's okay. it's Richland's smaller because what I from everything that I've heard, everything that I've heard of the Tri Cities, like is like Richland is like yeah, no, pre, is pretty far and away the, the wealthiest community, and I would say know. they have the most wealthy people. But if you just average it out, like Pasco's, it's yeah. it's like I mean that's where a Tri City okay. does Devils play. It's the biggest province or whatever you want to call the the biggest city in Tri Cities. That's probably better. Okay, really so cool. I guess uh, so. I have two questions for you, Mike. A what where was the inspiration to is this something that you just kind of thought of and, and two well no no you are you assuming are you assuming your your child is going to be a, a big time baller that's gonna well yeah gonna I'm, be, I'm like any you know other, needing, I'm, needing to go to a, i'm gonna be like any a other big time dad. program yes because i'm i'm just i'm just a regular dad so therefore my kid's gonna be a superstar um this is why i bring it up okay because as sports dads, we know to hold our kid back a year for athletic reasons. I mean, Luke, you're a product of that, all right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, summer birthday, fuck it. We're going to hold him back a year. So yeah, that, this is a very real thing. So what's stopping? We already see it. Like, oh, he's going into seventh grade. Let's, let's get them the hell out of here. Like, we're already seeing it. So how much is this going to factor into your decision of where to settle down? Uh, it it, it, it cannot matter at all. And that's what I'm saying. That's why it's a question. Yeah. I will not. I will not move to an area seeking a program because I know my. I know my lineage, and I'm not going to have a college athlete. I'm like, <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. You know, I'll probably have someone who likes sports and is okay at pickup sports. Like, yeah. you know. Uh, but that being said, like, in the small chance that there is like some sort of, like, uh, say you move to Bellevue, deviation you go to from that like that my wait, that's what I was gonna say. My kid's not gonna go to like Sammamish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's that's where the or the choice is for me. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's I will make sure the that they ones. go to the best program in the area that is available. You know? Yeah. But like, if I have the choice, they're going to a good one. But I'm not going to move to like. I'm not going to move to Bellevue. Las Vegas. My kids are football. Yeah. Player. See this this this. Uh, question does not take into factor the most important part of the question which is me uh and quite frankly where i want to live okay i'm i'm the most important part of this question (laughs) that's being neglected uh (laughs) so like first of all i think i'm gonna get my grounds covered and then based off that you know we can decide where my kids and i've always been a firm believer of this well okay i've always been a firm believer that like if your kid is good enough to play at the next level doesn't matter where he's playing i don't know if that's necessarily it. true <laughs> i think there are some big i think there are some ridiculous outliers that would prove yes. otherwise like I, I guarantee you that like the next lebron at some point during the history of professional sports was born in alaska 
And he just wasn't. You know gonna, what I mean? He wasn't going to be raised in the or like, or the wasn't. next, like the next, like I don't know, Bo oh, Jackson, dude, okay, born dude, in Alaska. That's a whole new can they, of worms. Like, what's the next? No, uh, I'm being dead Einstein or whatever. And, and he just, and he just didn't and have the resources to because oh, yeah. oh, no one knows. He played like the, the ah, I don't like not not like it wasn't like the the competition in the state wasn't good enough for him to get noticed. There wasn't competition in the state. They played intramural. He played intramural flag football, like. I see what you're saying, oh but goodness. I feel like in this day and age, it does not matter where you are, you will get noted. Like pe- people will are going, ac- people are going to Australia no to recruit to, football no players. Going to Alaska though, like, but I'm you will somehow catch wind of his name if he's tearing it up. If he is a dominant athlete, I think you're right about some fringe guys. Like okay. I think if if you have the skills to be on a collegiate roster, but maybe you're not at a, a great program, then yes, it's going to be harder for you to get noticed. But in terms of, you know, if you have the skills to be a starter at the college level, I don't think it matters where you're at. I think people will find you. Yeah, I'm with Jackson on this one. Okay, uh, fair. I, especially, I, I'll, I'll use baseball as the best example for this. Baseball is the easiest sport to get discovered in. It doesn't matter where you play. You hit 450, you're going to get noticed. Um, I would say in basketball, it's a little harder because the competition does come with the factor. Like, yeah, you put up 30 a game, but it's playing weak competition. Yeah. But that's not the question we're asking right now. Like, say you move to Southern California, guys. Are you going to go find a school that's no. a, an area that's going to match? I would not. I would not handle it that. I would not handle it that way. See, what I would. I would never say that now. I would no. Okay, no. I would never force my kid into like you know. You're going. You're gonna. You're playing. You're playing big time football. Like that. That's what you're doing. This is how I would handle it. If he decided, he or she decided that (laughs) he or she wanted to pursue a sport at a at a higher level, then you give him an off option of transferring to a private school, assuming. That you're in the position to be able to afford that, yeah. <laughs> Which I hope I will. Well, yeah, she'll get scholarships, so or she'll get scholarships. Yeah, but I think like to try and like, I don't know, like all the things avoid the bad areas. Like guys. you're gonna, you're, like you're gonna, you're gonna areas. get, you're gonna get set up for disappointment if if you're <laughs> putting if you're intentionally moving into like the Bothell school district with the hopes that your kid's gonna be the next starting Blue quarterback train. for Bothell. Yeah, and. and and I think you're just setting yourself up for disappointment because that's probably not what's going to happen. All right. You know what I'm saying? It's that's your fair. opinion. It's your, it's your lives. I mean, I, I, that's why I brought it up, man. I'm just saying I'm, I'm avoiding the bad ones, guys. I'm avoiding the I'm avoiding the Juanitas, man. I'm avoiding the, the ones that... Juanita, Juanita special, had a pretty good football program for, for, for Savannah. Well. Yeah, but what have you done for me recently? <laughs> what, what, uh, what's, what's going on right now? Okay, but here's a question. Like, Inglemore, which is, like, a prestigious academic school, like, international baccalaureate program. It is, yes, like, it is. Like, but obviously, like, a terrible football program. Like, what, how, would you, how would you feel about sending your son there? Ugh. Yeah, I'd be fine with it, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, I'd be fine. You know... It's fine, it's fine, guys. It's, you know, it's... <laughs> and that, and, 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 but, I mean, like, the reason why I bring this up, because this is a very real thing, guys. We can't deny it. And people are moving. People are trying to find. People are trying to make oh, yeah. dream teams. Uh, people are holding kids kids back here for athletic reasons. This is this is uh, this this is the reality of uh, of Washington football right now. But uh, well, and, and no, I mean, just piggybacking on that, like I think there are dads who are like so committed to their son's football career that they'll commute an extra twenty minutes just to oh, for sure. 
to be situated in the right location. Like that's that's not a problem for them. They want to see their son succeed that much, and, and you know, tip the cap to them. But if it doesn't work out, you know, don't be disappointed. And and, and when your son's complaining about it too, like. God damn! Like who who put this on him? Who I put, held like, you back you, a year. You get <laughs> you fault. get to live you get to live with that decision, not not him. All right. Uh. Well, we gotta start getting the hell out of here right now. It's getting it's uh it's been a good show. It's uh it's 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 it's, it's a good it's it's good we're able to um get some knowledge right now on watching yeah, the football. And, and so Sam McPherson sometime in August. Is that well? Yeah. No, I was gonna bring that up right now. A little heads up yeah. on the format. Come late July or first week of August. Uh, so trying to get there. that on no, as we're, soon we're, as possible. We're, we're going to two shows a week leading into college and high school football season. Tuesdays will be the regular show, and Sunday will be an interview show with a local friend in the Washington college and high school football scene. Uh, we got newly named Eastern Washington Captain Sam McPherson on the docket. That's the only one we'll name for sure because we know he's going to be on. We s- said this last week. We'll say it again. Recommendations. Reasonable yes. recommendations. Like, we're not going to be able to get Coach Pete. Like, that's not happening. But, like, guys who you would like to see and that could feasibly happen, we would love to hear it. And we would try and make it happen. Um, you know, like we've said, we got things in the works. We're just trying to make them happen before yeah. we, we present names. Yeah. We're working hard for you guys. Players, mm-hmm. writers, friends, coaches. Hopefully coaches someday. We that's that's the goal, I would say. Yeah. I'm like, not I'm not I'm not talking like players and writers. I'm saying, hey, you want uh, Oh yeah, no, no. You want this for, legendary for sure. coach on? Okay. We'll do it. <laughs> it's But but sure. I think I think, you know, hey, I if there's if there's something to shoot for, it's it's gotta be coaches. Yeah, as of right now, yeah. we're we're gonna be doing two shows um towards the end of July and all of August. We're not gonna do two shows during the season. That's just insane. Well there's so much content out there. We'll get we'll get you guys your Tuesday show. But find us on Twitter at Michael underscore Chen at Luke M O U N G R and at Jackson M Garner. Find all the updates on the show, whatever we're working on, other projects, Dogman, Daily Evergreen, Yakima, ESPN Yakima, whatever it is. Find us there. Mm-hmm. We have a very oh, and yeah, you, you got maybe else. potentially potentially at, on seven ten ESPN. I, 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 I will write? be. I, I, well, that's not theoretically no, but we you know I'm definitely gonna be pushing my work. So starting Thursday, I'm gonna be on the working the Danny David Moore show. So that's kind of my new gig. I'll, it'll be obviously all behind the scenes, but um, we're gonna be, I'm going to be pushing for, I'm going to be pulling for some of my content and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. So keep, keep an eye out is all I'm trying to say. And I'm definitely not going to recommend that you guys text in We Want Jackson Garner to Danny David Moore show. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, it's just one thing I wouldn't do it to that. So, but we have a very public open email, Chen at yahoo.com. So everything we just said, you know, recommendations, ideas yeah. for the show public very public we, very we unlike now. coach leach are always for open dialogue and open discussion and we will never be hypocrites about that we'll change the discussion if you want to yeah we'll, uh, <laughs> we won't just try and uh, stick to one narrative um your next edition of washington football crunch will be next tuesday july 3rd and we'll try and make that some fourth of july theme i don't know what that entails yet but we'll we'll we'll, 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 we'll try sing and the national it, anthem it, <laughs> for a show rank ranking our vocals yeah maybe <laughs> we got the recording equipment might as well for sure you know, maybe we'll just maybe we'll release a new track or something a, a single <laughs> so sweet <laughs> the, oh the, the washington the washington football crunch cypher yeah oh, so <laughs> a little sweet. barbershop quartet we'll yeah if we got any if we got any djs listening uh send us some beats we'll, we'll you know yeah, we'll, we'll see go, what we can we'll do go in on them yeah, yeah no, you no, know I've never gone in on violations. anything in my life but <laughs> but i feel i feel the, i would feel the inspiration and, and the passion would be there so we can all rap about our schools. Yeah, right? 
We can we'll we'll figure it. it we'll, what we'll do is it'll be very uh you remember, you remember that uh I'm that actually one so, rap? Like, I'm not even kind of I'm not even joking anymore about this. Like I kind of want to do it. Yeah, no. Honestly, if someone has a beat to send us in or or anything, you be, you be a SoundCloud person. Just send send that shit in. We're 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 all over Make that. Make it Fourth of July. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, before before we get out, uh, the University of Miami crew and I'm oh god I can't remember seventh floor crew. Yes, yes, that that rap, dude. That and who who was that with? Who was all that? Well, that was so Greg Olson. Greg Olson. Um, Greg John Olson. Beeson goes stupid in on oh yeah no he like <laughs> oh my gosh he like just, I, just, he just foul bars it. yeah 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 <laughs> john beeson damn uh, that's a else? crew there were there were like two or three other like yeah that's like that's a mm-hmm. name i know you know mm-hmm. man all right every podcast the hell out of here rapper. yeah <laughs> every rapper wants to be a podcaster when you both fourth of july theme next week Got some for you. It's been Micah, Luke, and Jackson. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're signing off.